Friday, what a weekend coming up! You've got Admirals hockey both Friday and Saturday night. Bucks in Game Three down at the Pfizer Forum. You got Kentucky Derby parties all over the joint coming up this weekend. You got the Brewers hot bats, red hot team in general, heading to the ATL. You got all kinds of stuff happening. Really, really good. And uh, I noticed that uh, we are getting ready. I saw some of the guys practicing the other day, uh, yesterday when I was out uh, driving up to uh, Road America. Um, not only, I mean, Road America's active this weekend, as a matter of fact. They've got some uh, some racing up there uh, as well. And I saw that uh, some of the guys are already getting uh, ready to get underway with the uh, the Northwoods, uh, Northwood League season. And I was driving past some of the fields yesterday, and I see them out there getting them ready, you know, doing the dirt, and they're putting the finishing touches on some of the stadiums. And, and yeah, so, I, it, look, it's it's good right now. And it's supposed to be supposed to be warmer this weekend supposed to be warmer this weekend nice this weekend and the next week it really gets good really gets good so excited about it uh andy herman of the pack uh the uh the uh andy herman of the pack a day podcast coming up also uh, a little bit later on mike de is going to join us from the sporting news and from the big 10 network and the basketball analyst we're going to talk with him a little bit about this transfer portal, the NIL, and all that, and get his sense of all of this. Is Pandora's box opened, and is this just a horrific thing for college athletics in general? So we'll talk to him about this as well. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. So here we go. So this is some of the thoughts, okay? Um, the l- Let me say this. First and foremost, um, I, I, one of the things that I, and I wanted to get this, uh, Greg says, uh, Wisconsin can steer the course, let the other schools get the players motivated by money. A player motivated by money is going to be motivated by nothing. I'd rather have 11 PJ Tuckers, uh, than 11 players voted, um, um, voted on by money. Okay. So my argument to that is my argument to that is. It's not just play. Yes, players are motivated by money. I understand that. It's not just that. It's talented players. You know, I mean, we we can talk about that. I mean, pro players are motivated by money. Pro players are motivated about going out and putting up the best statistics they can possibly get, doing the best they possibly can to win and to get the next contract. They're motivated by winning and money. Those two things are not, uh, you know, split exclusive, okay? They can be together. So I would assume that the more talent you get, the more players that are motivated, whether it's by money, getting their their stats up, becoming bigger, better, making more, becoming a bigger star. Along the way, they also are motivated by winning a championship because that's ultimately what it's all about. Um, it... it, it 
the, the sentiment you're giving me is like it's dirty. It's almost dirty. You don't want a player that's dirty, that's motivated by the dollar. You want a player that's motivated by purity and just the fun of the athletics. But that's not where we're at anymore. That's, that, that's, not, what, that's not what this is anymore. This is now, this has been injected into the veins of college athletics. And now it's there. It used to be the dark alleys, the backroom decisions, the backroom deals, things that were done that nobody knew about. You know, a handshake and you've got a piece of paper in it giving you access to accounts. And so, now it's, it's out there in the open. It, it's, it's, it's right there for all to see. So are you in favor of this or do you like what Greg Gard had to say about the NIL? You know, just saying, look, we're not going to jump into that pond. We're not going to. And it's not to say that they're not going there at all. It's just I don't think they want to get into that game. They don't want to be looked at as a, a program that's paying for play. And on one hand, you really respect it. On the other hand, you hope you don't start losing players because of it. Ben, now, after that discussion last night, what did you walk away feeling? Ugh, I mean, there's a lot there. I think NIL and the transfer portal are good things, and it was a long time coming. I think the big problem here is that the NCAA drug their feet leading up to that. So when it when the floodgates did open, there was no plan. So now we're seeing what we're seeing. In terms of guards' comments, they didn't surprise me at all. We heard something similar from Chris McIntosh last week, Wisconsin AD, that they're not really they don't have a plan in place right now to go and join the big money boosters in recruiting. My overall reaction is that I mean it's going to make competition harder. Like that, where college sports are right now with the portal, with getting guys from the portal, with recruiting, I think it will be tougher for both teams to have success. And success is in, say, winning a conference title. I think Wisconsin can always be Wisconsin. And in basketball, win 15, 20 games a year. Football, win eight or nine. But in order to win conference championships, I think the road uh, is becoming more and more uphill if they're not going to go and be able to compete for recruits. Um. In in the moment, I I agree with McIntosh and, and Greg Gard kind of, you know, parroting what each other are saying is basically like, look, dive into that pool. I think what they're going to do is they're going to sit back. They're going to kind of take stock uh, of that situation. And if it's necessary, they'll look at each other and go, OK, yeah, let's uh, maybe we dip our toe here. Maybe we do that. I like the transfer portal because I've always thought it was, you know, when coaches can go off and do whatever it is they want after kids commit, I've often thought it's unfair to hold kids accountable when coaches aren't. Now, granted, they're kids versus professionals because the coaches are pro. You know, they can't claim they're not. They're being paid for it. Uh, but I've often thought when a coach sits in your living room and says, this is what I'm going to do for you, and that's what you buy into, to walk away, you shouldn't have to hold kids to the same standard that you hold coaches. If kids get into a situation, they just think, this is just not the best for me. This is not the best for my career. This is not the best for my education. This is not the best for my well-being, my mental health, my physical health, whatever it happens to be, uh, my financial health, whatever. They should be able to move. You should give them that opportunity, that out, if you will. I don't think you should give them numerous bites of the apple. But I think you should at least be able to say, you know what, this isn't working out, I need to move, without penalty. One time, at least. Uh, beyond that, I don't think that's necessarily correct, because then you got guys jumping uh, year to year that just want to go, you know, do their own thing, and they just, you know, it's obviously what their motivation is. Um, but 
when it comes to paying players to come to your institution. Um, say it comes down to the number one recruit in the country at quarterback or at point guard, you know, and you've got Duke and Kansas and all the blue bloods after this guy, and then there's Wisconsin. And he really likes Wisconsin. He likes great guard. He likes all of that. But say Kansas, we all know Bill Self is as dirty as dirty gets. Say Kansas says, hey, you know what, come to us. We've got this. And there's, there's the monetary opportunity. I know it's dirty to get in the mud, but do you want to do that? Would you take it to that level? I don't know how dirty it is if necessarily. It's legal, if, if it's, it's legal, allowed. Yeah, it's allowed. But, uh, but I think the perception is that you are then paying a player to be a part of your institution rather than somebody wanting to come there. And I think we've got an emotional attachment to, we want you to be a Badger. We want you to want to be a Wisconsinite. We want you to want to be a part of this program. We want you to want to win and to learn and to conform and to be a part, rather than just coming in for the dollar. Which I understand, that's what people are saying. But... But if, you're, if it means losing the number one recruit in the country to Kansas versus Wisconsin, would you throw down dollars? I think a really good example of who this could apply to is Graham Mertz. If Graham Mertz was being recruited right now, because he had offers from everybody, it's not the number one recruit, but he's high up there, and he chooses mm-hmm. Wisconsin, but it's before NIL. It's when the next Graham Mertz comes around, will Wisconsin be able to join the fray mm-hmm. with NIL? I don't think there's a wrong answer to this because you feel how you feel. Um, but what I, I see coming and I'm, I'm just predicting this portion of it. Now it's eventually going to happen where there's going to come that decision. And we're going to find out that this kid goes to wherever because of the NIL aspect of it. And the Badgers are going to have a good season, not a great season. And somebody's going to go off to greatness. And that's when the cries are going to become loud going, Oh my God, I can't believe we didn't do this. And the hypocrisy of those that scream will become evident. So I don't have a problem either way. If, if you want to stand on moral high ground, go for it. I, I don't have a problem with it. If you don't want to jump into that particular, you know, mud pit, understood. Um, but you can't be hypocritical. You can't go, oh, my God, you know, I can't believe we're not winning. we got to fire the coach. They didn't do enough. When, no, sometimes it really does come down with the hand with the most money in it or the hand with the, that most monetary opportunity in it for you to then turn around and say, okay, they just outbid us, basically. They offered the college aspect, the college career, the college life, and money, and we offered them the college life. And that's what their decision came down to. And we all hope that that decision becomes extremely wrong and it ends up failing miserably but because that's what we are. We're human. But there's going to come a time that that's going to become the issue, the discussion, and at that point in time, all the people that want Wisconsin to come out of the woodwork and throw ducats at, at particular particular players, that's when you're going to hear that scream become the loudest. Uh, let's do this. Let's break away. We're woefully late for a break. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. How we looking, Bill Michaels show on the air. Glad to have you. 
And uh, today's a good day. Today, uh, good discussion starting out on college athletics. We're going to talk some Bucks basketball coming up a little bit later on. Bucks game three coming up tomorrow night down at the five, tomorrow afternoon, really down at the five serve forum, two thirty tip time. Deer district's going to be rocking. Weather looks to be pretty good. You got admirals hockey coming up tonight. Admirals hockey coming up tomorrow night. Both of those games, playoff games against the Manitoba Moose. Brewers are on the road in the Atlanta in the ATL. Can they stay hot down there as that team has just been rolling? When it comes to scoring runs, and then we are moments away from the uh, from the announcement for this year's 15th anniversary motorcycle ride, benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin, and our veterans, those in the military, and their families. Because we got we've been working on this a while. We got some really good stuff, and all the details aren't worked out just yet. But you're going to get a lot of them coming up here at the top of the hour. So stay tuned for that. A lot of them. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, Danny says, uh, hey, unit, uh, you're dead on. All the people that say stay on your higher, higher moral ground uh, will be the ones bitching when Greg Gard doesn't get deep into the tournament. They'll be saying we should have paid more players to come to Wisconsin. They'll all want guard, they'll all want guard fired. Uh, I respect Gard for what he's stating and what he's saying. Is that McIntosh's mandate or is that truly the way Gard feels? I don't know. Danny, I don't know. Thank you for the email, by the way. And Danny, by the way, is also listening to us up at Menominee Marinette on our fine affiliate up there, WMAM. Uh, I don't know, Danny. That's a great question. Um, I I get the sense that it's probably a consensus. Uh, it's probably bigger than just, you know, Chris McIntosh, and it's probably bigger than just, you know, Paul Christ and Greg Gard and anybody else for that matter. You know, whether it's even the women's hockey team or, you know, the men's hockey team or, you, you know, you name whatever team they happen to have. You know, it's probably bigger than all of that. I agree with that. Um, so I, I I think, just my opinion, is that right now we are way too early in the infancy of the NIL. I know that there are players on Wisconsin's campus that are looking for some type of endorsement deal. That I know. I know that. Whether that's going to be allowed within the program, I don't know. Oh, a lot of them have it. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they got those deals. I don't know if everybody's actively looking on their own. I just don't think that the school is going to be open and active in getting players NIL deals. I, the only reason I know that is because I've been approached directly to get to to pay for guys to be on the program. So I know that that's happened. I know that they say they don't want to get into that. And like I said, it's in its infancy. It's going to morph into something more than that, though. I That I believe. How many guys do you know, Ben, that are actually in some way, shape, or form, endorsing things or making money off of things? Oh, name a name a significant player on uh, football, basketball, other sports, uh, volleyball. A lot of them already do it. They have this whole marketplace set up for a third party. It's a third-party website for right. businesses to approach athletes and offer them deals for whatever it is, an Instagram post or, or a commercial. Uh, where the line is drawn is not that, because some players made up to six figures last year. Where the line mm-hmm. is drawn is when you are recruiting, are you putting together packages in the backstage so that when they come to the school, it's all set up? 
because every other school in the country is doing that. Boy, um, do you think that when Greg Gard or Paul Christ or any one of the recruiters that are out on the recruiting trail talking to, talking to these guys or girls, that they don't reference, if it's brought up, the ability to say, you know, hey, we don't do it specifically, but here this is. I think they definitely you, reference that. I, I, I think so, too. I think that will be viewed differently than, say, uh, Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame or Ryan Day at Ohio State saying, hey, you come here, you'll make $2 million in your first year. Because that's the difference right now. Because those programs do that. Nick Saban was doing it last year with Bryce Young. Oh, I I agree. But you're right. There's programs that are blatantly doing it. Just because, though, you're not blatantly doing it doesn't mean you're doing it. Or it doesn't mean you're not doing it, I should say. Uh, It's it's incredibly interesting. And I, 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 I... I find it hard to believe in today's day and age of what's going on when the legality of it is there, that it's not referenced. And if your house of cards begins to crumble because your house is not as big as someone else's house, then I think you take a strong look at the infrastructure of your own house. But I think what they're going to do, what Wisconsin's basically saying is, is we're going to let the others go and do this and see how it works. Let them lay down the blueprint and see how it works. And if it works, well, then maybe we readjust our thought. If it doesn't, well, then we're sitting on the moral high ground and we look better because of it. And that's not a bad way to go. We are going to make some announcements coming up. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. Um, no matter what the future holds, we're not going to get into the astronomical numbers. That's just not who we are as an institution. That's not who we are as a department. That's not who we are as a program. Welcome back. Glad to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. Uh, we continue on. Final hour of the program in the fourth hour of this deal, and that is the voice of Greg Gard, who joined the uh, Kenny and Heilprin program last night on the Zone out in Madison, our flagship station, talking about uh, the transfer portal, talking about the NIL and uh, Wisconsin's place in it, or lack thereof, we shall say, and how much is this changing the landscape, not only of uh, college basketball, but of college athletics in general. Uh, Joining us now, our good buddy, Mike DeCourcy from the Big Ten Network, and a long time, as far as I, I remember growing up, uh, paying attention to Mike, man, covering college basketball all the way back in Cincinnati. So, Mike, how you been? <laughs> I, I, I guess I've been old, Bill. <laughs> You're dating me. Uh, well, you know what? I kind of date myself, too, because I've been in this state now for 20-something years, and I was reading your stuff years and years ago. We used to have you on on the what we call the big, with the big dog, uh, myself, Tim Lewis, Jeff Picoro back in those days. So we loved having you on then and still do today. Uh, Mike, are we, have we opened the Pandora's box with this money that's being tossed around now to some of these players? Well, I don't know if I'd necessarily put it that way. Uh, I, 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 
you know, the whole genie in the bottle and toothpaste and and tube. I, I I like that better because like the genie gives you three wishes and toothpaste keeps your teeth from getting cavities. So it's not necessarily bad for you, but it's not going back in. Uh, those analogies are appropriate. It's the, the the toothpaste is not going back in. So you may not necessarily consider this to be a good thing, um, but the players certainly do. It, it, it's more money than not a lot. It's more money than, you know, a few thousand a year. Uh, obviously, there's a market for them in one way or the other. The one way would be legitimately, I think this athlete can help my business move more cars or lumber or whatever it might be. Uh, and the other way is I think this athlete can help uh my, my the, the athletic team that I like, my football team, my basketball team, whatever it might be, win more games. And we're seeing uh, both sides of that in terms of athlete compensation at the college level. And I, I, I can't say that I think that it's a bad thing. There are things about, uh, about the changes that have happened recently in college athletics generally that I have concerns about. The immediate transfer eligibility I've seen graduation degrees continue to increase over the last 10, 15 years. And I like that. That's part of the, part of the uh, ideal. Uh, do, will that still happen when we have athletes transferring uh, multiple, multiple, multiple times? I mean, we had a player, Charlie Moore, uh, from, uh, from, who played for Miami this year. And I don't know what his circumstance is, but I do know that he played at four different colleges in his career. So I hope he got his degree somewhere along the way. I don't know. I, I really honestly don't know, but I hope he did. But I think that the athletes that are transferring uh, and then playing immediately, uh, there, there's the risk that they won't catch up. It, when, when you transfer, you usually lose credits. It's almost, I, I, it's well over 70% of athletes, uh, not, a, excuse me, of students who transfer, not just athletes, but students who transfer lose credits in the transfer. And it, that year in residence used to allow you to catch up and maybe get ahead a little. Uh, now, will you be able to, and will you leave college with your eligibility spent with a degree or not? So, uh... I guess my because I've always been look coaches can leave at any point in time they can take more money and they can run away and and players have always been kind of stuck because once you commit you've either had to commit or you had to sit out that year and such I like the transfer portal I think it's a good thing I think it gives guys an opportunity to say okay either one I made a mistake two this isn't for me three maybe I'm just homesick or four my coach just left and that's the guy that I really wanted to follow so I I like the transfer portal the whole thing about paying players I can see that it's good for players because you can capitalize on your image. And I said earlier today, you're only talking about, for the most part, the one or five percenters, you know, that are really going to make solid money. After that, it, it, it kind of matriculates down. But when you look at the when you look at the money, we always know when you follow the money, it ends up getting dirty. So I guess my next question is, how are they going to be able to monitor this when they weren't able to monitor some investigations before, Mike, or they took forever? How are they now going to open up the floodgates to say, here's the money? Now, how are you going to monitor that? Well, I don't know. You need to, for one. Um, I know that the NCAA is telling reporters, uh, CBS, Sports Illustrated, has had articles such as this, that they're going to they're going to crack down. Um, that's what the, the, some uh, of the membership wants. They want them to crack down. Okay, crack down, and you're in court again, and you're losing again. 
Is, is that really what you want? I mean, I, I think the idea might be if they're smart, uh, maybe if we say we're going to crack down and we do some interviews and such, maybe people will cool it a little bit. But in the end, it's you're not stopping it because you've been told that what they've been told, uh, the, the Alston decision that came last summer was about athletic academic aid. Uh, so, or, so like I get a full scholarship, room, board, books, tuition, fees, but I can't get any and, and cost of attendance, but I can't get anything above that. That, that was what the NCAA rule was three years ago, two years ago. Uh, now they can't do that to you. If they want to offer me, okay, we're going to offer you room, board, blah, 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 et cetera. And we're going to offer you a uh, graduate uh, school uh, after you finish. We're still going to pay for your graduate school. Uh, you can do that now. The, the, the Supreme Court said they can't stop it. But what the Supreme Court also did in their decisions and their opinions was say, yeah, go ahead. Try, try this stuff again and see what we do to you next time. That's what was in those decisions and in, in the, in the uh, documents that were affiliated with the decisions. They're basically mm-hmm. daring the NCAA to come back with nonsense like this, like, oh, we're going to stop NIL or we're going to curb NIL or whatever they're going to, you know, or we're going to curb the collective concept uh, uh, where the people p- get together, pool their money, and then the athletes do work for the collective and get paid for it. Uh, we're going to stop that. Well, go ahead, and then you're in court again, and you're losing more millions, and you're losing more standing. They've got to relax. They lost mm-hmm. this decision. They lost by one taking the Alston decision at the Supreme Court. That was a that was a bad move. And two, ne- not getting in front of name, image, and likeness when they when they had every opportunity as long as 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 far ago as eight years ago when the O'Bannon case was ready to go to court. They've blown every decision. And if they do this one, it's another mistake, and it could be the most costly one ever. The uh, And I agree with you. I thought the NCAA was kind of like I explained earlier. I said when you squeeze something in your hand so tight it begins to ooze through your fingers, you're never going to get it back. And I think that's what the NCAA did. Some of the things that they were cracking down on were just kind of ridiculous, and it kind of got to the point where people just said, to hell with it, I'm done. And and I, I want to bring this up, but, you know, you look at a conference like the Big Ten who's about to announce this, you know, billion-dollar deal, and they're going to be able to spread the money out. When you talk about those kind of numbers, you, you kind of lose that third leg of your your milk stool, if you will, to stand on when you're talking about big money claiming that you don't have any money and have the ability to pay players or do something where the players can at least be allowed to capitalize on their likeness. I That I completely understand. Does this then – can you see anything in the future, Mike, that then derails this into such a negative light that it becomes problematic? Well, I, I mean, I, you mean the, the what's happening now, uh, the the uh, collective concept, uh, the rail. Well, no, just in saying? general, where where some schools maybe can afford to do certain things, where others can't, and and everybody wants to walk up to the line and look over it. But I, I don't know necessarily where all the avenues would be that suddenly this starts to become problematic. I guess. Well, I, you know, I, I think what's 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 odd about this conversation uh, that's around college athletics, especially in the last two weeks, because of the. Uh, the Wong, uh, this, uh, his threat, uh, Isaiah Wong down at Miami, uh, his threat to, to leave the, the Hurricanes, uh, where he, he was a part of their Elite Eight team, uh, and he, he threatened to leave the Hurricanes if he didn't get a better NIL deal um, because they had signed Nigel Pack to an $800,000, uh, or, or I should say, so I'm, so I'm grammatically and, and, and uh, spiritually correct, 
Isaiah Wong signed an $800,000 NIL deal and then transferred to Miami. Um, so, excuse, excuse me, not Isaiah Wong, uh, but Nigel Pack did that. He mm-hmm. transferred from Kansas State. Uh, and so then Wong threatened if he didn't get a better deal, he was going to leave. Well, that was not a good look for college sports, and then that calmed down. And then there was also Jordan Addison, a wide receiver at Pitt, uh, who uh, was an All-American last year and, and, and entered the transfer portal, and it was reported that one of the things that he was looking at was a potential $2 million deal uh, in NIL that would be followed by uh, transferring to USC. So – uh, a lot of people are upset about that, but that that that's all you know. That like I said, it's 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 all that's all over the bridge, man. You can't get it back. You can pretend you can, but you can't. It's where it is now, and whether you like it or not, you can look. You can walk away from college sports if you don't like it as a fan or as an as a as an employee. You can do that. I mean, no one's stopping you, but you're not changing it. You can the the. The, the idea that they can that they can go back to the Supreme Court and get a better ruling this time, not going to happen. The only way this changes, there are two ways. One is a congressional action, and George Klyavkov from the Pac-12 and uh, the commissioner of the SEC, uh, Greg Sankey, were in D.C. yesterday trying to lobby uh, for some cr- congressional action that could put some rules in place so that it couldn't be used as a recruiting inducement, either implied or actual, uh, that that's that's one way. And the other way is to collectively bargain with the athletes. I, I've said that I don't see why that they would do that. Would you rather have control over this, or would you rather have to pay them out of your own budget? And that can get really costly. And 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 it, and it would it it would have it would have absolutely. uh, I shouldn't say devastating, but far-reaching impact throughout each athletic department if athletes became uh, a collective bargaining uh, unit that were basically paid employees. That's something that the the NCAA doesn't want because it does – it it basically turns you into a football, basketball school, whatever uh, other women's sports that that you maintain so that you can uh, have some uh, gender equity – uh, Title IX compliance, and then you throw you you'd basically have to get out of every other sport. I really believe that because I, I don't think you could afford to pay your football players, basketball players, women's athletes, uh, and then still have a baseball team or a soccer team right. or a swimming team. And if you don't want those things, that's fine. I it's all you know. I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I watch a lot of uh, college swimming. Um, I don't. Uh, but that's you know that's what you'd be looking at if uh, as a possibility if you had uh, athletes as paid employees. Talking with Mike DeCourcy, uh, the Big Ten Network. You can get a hold of him, ESN Mike, over on Twitter. Uh, real quick before we let you go, Mike, I wanted to ask you. So with the portal, uh, you look at teams. You know, you take the Badgers for example. They lose quite a bit of their their rotation from this past year, a season in which they performed extremely well. They get themselves into the tournament. And then guys are gone. So you tell me, how quickly can a team rebuild now that the portals are open? When you start to, because I, I think Greg Gard said it best last night. He said, you know, unfortunately, because the portals are so popular and good players are coming through the portals, 
you're almost putting the high school recruiting a little bit to the back burner because you're looking for that guy coming out of the portal that's already got that college experience and understands what he's getting into and understands the life that he's currently searching for on a different campus. So uh, give me your thoughts about how quick a team can turn around, uh, you know, a team or a team may turn around through a portal. Well, I think you can do it immediately uh, if you get the right players. And you look at Iowa State as an example. They were two in whatever, however many games they played in the shortened uh, 2021 season. And then they come back and they are, uh, you know, they're a second weekend team uh, in 2021-22. So you can do it immediately. I don't have a lot of sympathy for the high school players for this reason. Their their predecessors are the ones who created this this recruiting imbalance. Because mm-hmm. the athlete goes to a, a school now, and if he or she doesn't play immediately at, at whatever position they want, uh, and for as many minutes as they think is, is warranted, they're gone. And so why would you invest in, in, in recruiting a high school player so that, that, so that he or she can come on your campus and need time to develop but think, no, no, I don't need any time. I'm ready to go now. I mean, that's, that's, that's become so often the case that it's really hard to, to look at that as the best way to invest in a team. Uh, I, you know, I, I think there's great value in learning and building through a system. I mean, you look at Wisconsin as the perfect example of that and how they've continually raised up players who, who've come into their system. But it's, it's a harder thing to do now because athletes are so – immediacy driven and if they're not immediately exactly where they want to be so many of them i mean this is not universal don't get me wrong but such a large percentage of them now are unhappy if everything doesn't go their way immediately that i can understand a college saying yeah we'll get the best ones the ones that we know can play pretty quickly but why would i pick up a one or two players that are you know three hundredths uh, in a class if they're going to come to my place and, and going to say, well, I, I'm not happy because I'm not playing. It's just mm-hmm. it's a hard way to build a program now. I really respect those who can, can continue to move forward to in that way. Uh, and I sense that somebody like Wisconsin is going to continue in that vein. And, and, you know, I think they have one of the great cultures in college basketball. I know last season, not this past, but the last season got uh, – you know, uh, sort of uh, off 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 track that in in that season, but that culture has has created great basketball teams for more than two decades now. Mike, it's always great to talk to you, man. You always kind of clear things up for me when my head starts to spin and swim a little bit. Oh, the over <laughs> the overt information that starts to come out. I always appreciate it, buddy. Have a great weekend, and uh, we will talk again soon. Okay. Thanks, Bill. Always a pleasure. Thanks, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. Mike DeCourcy of the Sporting News, also the Big Ten Network. And I wonder if Mike's going to be the benefactor of that billion dollars that's coming in, covering the Big Ten and Big Ten basketball. I wonder if he's now living in a palatial estate on a mountaintop somewhere. Big Ten getting a billion bucks. This weekend, this weekend, what is bigger? We'll talk about that when we come back. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.